0: Ladies and gentlemen, we now know exactly how far the United States is off the constitutional rails. Stand by. The doors of the newsroom are locked and the B.C. police are not getting in. So sit back and relax as we unfold today's edition of the Ledger Report. One anchor man was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. And I want the American public to know right now that we will not be intimidated. American patriots are fed up with the corruption from the local level to the highest level of our government. And we are going to take this country back. We are not going to be intimidated. We are not going to back down. We are going to clean this mess up now. President Trump won by a landslide. We are going to prove it. And we are going to reclaim the United States of America for the people who vote for freedom. Stop tape. That's Sydney Powell, and you can feel in her voice a little bit of a waver there. And um, I feel for Sydney uh, because I think she represents at least 73, 74 million voters and, and probably a good chunk of the 330 million Americans who reside in this republic. Uh, she clearly doesn't represent the radical left. She clearly doesn't represent Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. Clearly doesn't represent Kamala Kamala Harris or Joe Biden or these radicals that we have on Twitter censoring everything I put out there about the Wuhan coronavirus, about questioning the election results. Every time I put something out there now on Twitter. Now, mind you... I'm all over Parter, Parler, but I do not have as big a footprint on Parlor yet, so help me out. It's Graham Ledger One, altogether, Graham Ledger One on Parlor. Um, the alternative, by the way, video site is Rumble. And again, I have a small footprint there. So if you would like to join Rumble and then follow me on Rumble, that is the alternative to YouTube. At this moment in time, I don't see an exact alternative, one-to-one, if you will, like Parler is to Twitter. I don't see one to Facebook just yet. If there is one out there, educate me and and let me know. Um, Certainly, there is a need for one. I've I've had some friends throw a couple at me called MeWe or something like that. Another one out there, I can't remember the name. They come up with these little short, little uh, snazzy names, whatever. It's freedom of speech that I'm looking for and no censorship. And so Sydney is talking to you. Sydney is talking to me. And Sydney is talking to all Americans who are not censoring each other on Twitter and are not perfectly happy with the lockdowns and are not happy with dictator governors telling you that you can only have X amount of people for Thanksgiving, or canceling Thanksgiving altogether. Or another governor issuing a curfew. And another governor issuing a curfew. Another curfew. Another curfew. What country do we live in exactly? Hitler's Germany? There is a level of frustration in this country that is building among patriots like myself. And very soon, it's palpable here right now with me, because I'm beginning to add all this stuff up and I don't like what I see I see a country that was founded on a constitution and a notion of freedom and liberty and limited government and a contract between we the people and government to keep government small and it has been upended it has been turned inside out And there is a vast plurality, I think. I hope not a majority. But there is a large chunk of this republic that does not care. Or that's cheering for it. Or is part of this slow-moving coup that's transpiring in this republic. And so Sidney Powell speaks for us in her frustration. And when she says Donald Trump won a landslide victory. Some in the in the mainstream media they're going to completely ignore that, right? Or they will use it as a foil to say, "Look, she's insane." Well, Sydney Powell has a pretty pretty good reputation. I've known Sydney now for a few years. She's been on my program many times. I see no reason to doubt Anything that she's ever said. She's represented Michael Flynn because Michael Flynn is a patriot and so is Sydney. And because Michael Flynn was railroaded for four years. His nightmare is still not over, by the way. And so now we have a national nightmare. An election cycle that has been corrupted by the radical left. A slow-moving electoral train wreck using COVID-19 and a so-called health crisis as the excuse to corrupt the vote. And now, post-election, and I want to admit I was wrong. When I said that COVID would go away after the election, I was wrong. But my opinion evolved over the months. As I saw Cuomo and Newsom, drunk on power, absolutely drunk on power, issuing this edict and that edict, and you can't do this and you can't do that, and your constitutional rights are being slaughtered. They're drunk on power. Pritzker in Illinois and that nutcase mayor, lightweight, in in Chicago, same thing. They're all drunk on power. Whitmer in Michigan, drunk, wasted on power. Slapped down by the courts, she doesn't care. Newsom slapped down by the courts, he doesn't care. He doubles down. Oh, give the people a little bit of freedom there in California. You're allowed to walk on the beach. You're allowed to walk on the beach. But you got to have a mask on. And you can't walk on the beach past 10 p.m. Because now there's a curfew in place. Sydney Powell is speaking for us. And she's speaking to... How far this republic is now off the constitutional rails. And if you've been following me for any number of years, you know my refrain has been that this republic is off the constitutional rails and that we've got to figure out a way to put it back on. During the Obama years, we were focusing on trying to mitigate the power of the president and try and reduce the amount of time that people spend in Congress. As the framers had intended. A.k.a. term limits. We're also focused on the fiscal madness. That was taking place. The fiscal madness. Is even worse today. It's way worse. Than under Obama. Deficits of 2-3 trillion deficits. That's an annual. Too much spending. And we have the national debt at somewhere I haven't even looked at the debt clock recently because I'm afraid to frankly $28 trillion uh, unfunded liability people tell me I don't worry about the unfunded liability don't worry about the unfunded liability unfunded liability are IOUs effectively so when Congress raids the trust fund of social security or medicare they're putting down an IOU well there's no money there there's supposed to be money there. Why is there supposed to be money there? Because it's ours, allegedly. It's ours in Social Security and Medicare, but it's gone. And so yeah, I, I'm concerned about that. are people who are a lot smarter than me and say, don't worry about it. Well, I do. I'm concerned about the unfunded liability, which is $200 trillion in this republic, which includes Medicare and and, and Social Security, and if If Joe Biden and company are allowed to be ushered into the White House, which we're doing everything we can to prevent, and we will attempt to constitutionally, um, you can add another $2 trillion, more or less, because he's going to wipe out student loans. Somebody goes out and gets a loan on a house. Why in the hell should I pay for it? Somebody goes out and takes a personal loan out. Why in the hell should I pay for it? Somebody goes out and buys a big old expensive car, gets a loan on it. Why in the hell should I pay for it? Well, that's what they're going to do with student loans. I'm going to pay for some snot-nosed to go to Berkeley. This is insanity, but it's not for them. It actually closes the circle. Because the radical left has taken over academia in this country, and they want to solidify that. If you make college free and you wipe out student loan, then you perpetuate the Marxist-Socialist circle of propaganda and indoctrination. And we've allowed it to happen over about a 40-year period. They've taken over academia. This is one of the things that if we are to put this republic back on the constitutional rails, we have got to take back academia. One way or another, bust the teachers' union is a good start. But Sydney's point is that Donald Trump won an election here, and it's been stolen. And there is evidence, I am so sick and tired of the mainstream media, which includes some so-called conservatives, so-called conservative pundits, so-called conservative publications, so-called conservative friends of mine who say, oh, that's fantasy. It didn't happen. It's conjecture. There's no evidence. There is evidence. There is copious amounts of evidence, and it's being compiled by the Trump legal team. Unfortunately, We have a lot of judges out there. This shouldn't be the remedy, by the way. And I'll get to what the real remedy is in a moment, what I've been talking about for a couple of weeks now, post-election. The remedy is in the legislature. The courts should not be the remedy. The courts is a safety valve, an emergency ripcord that you go to for relief. And that's what the Trump White House uh, is doing. And so Sydney's chunk... Of This is the Dominion balloting machine, which was put together by Hugo Chavez so he could win elections down in Venezuela. And since then, it's morphed and it's grown and it's been sold in uh, third world countries. And then at one point it was sold in the United States and then was banned in the United States. And then they they changed the name and they got a new vendor and bam, it's back in. Thirty states are using a corrupt, a potentially corrupt software where you can program it any way you want, baby. Any way Hugo Chavez wanted, one vote for the opposition, ten votes for him. This is not fantasy. The problem is the mainstream media is not doing its job. Now remember, a week before the election, ten days before the election, PBS went down to Georgia and profiled the Dominion balloting system and in their seven-minute piece said that, hey, there's a bunch of problems with it. That they had a guy hack into the thing and said, "What? there's all kinds of issues with this thing. They didn't even really get into the software side of things. They just said, hey, this thing is wrought with potential problems. And so they used it in Georgia. And they used it in 29 other states, including the swing states. Just happened to use it in the swing states, Pennsylvania. And we just happened to see these spikes these spikes I'll get to you know, I'll get it to you right now. Donald Trump posted this. This is uh, lifted from Michigan. And what it is is just a chart with tallies on it of votes coming in. It's just a chart. And at 6:30 a.m. the day after the election, that would be November 4th, suddenly there's 149,000 plus votes come in suddenly just poof. So when you see this graph, right, it's kind of like this, and all of a sudden at 630, whoop, and then back down. (laughs) That's funny, don't you think? Don't you think that's kind of odd, mainstream media? Maybe you ought to look into that. So 149,000 votes come in, miraculously, 134,000 of them are for Joe Biden. You know, I call myself a a recovering member of the mainstream media. Twelve step process. I'm on step eleven and a half. I'm 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 basically on step twelve. It's over. I mean, this is just disgusting. And I know that my former cohorts in the mainstream media are winking and laughing because they think they're in control. And the greatest form of bias that the mainstream media performs consistently, on a daily basis, especially when it pertains to Donald Trump and anything conservative, is ignoring facts. What if you ignored a major story or a certain aspect of a major story, like that Donald Trump was spied upon as he was transitioning to become president of the United States? He was spied upon when he was a candidate, And it was based on a phony dossier that was built by the Hillary Clinton campaign out of Russia. What if you completely and consistently ignore that aspect of the Mueller probe and James Comey and this whole Russian collusion thing? Everything the Democrats accuse Donald Trump of, they're guilty of. But what if in the media you ignore that? So we have this here. A hundred and forty... You know, you have journalists in, in, in Detroit, don't you? Don't you, Detroit? A couple journalists left. A vote dump of 149,000 spikes the numbers. And miraculously, the vast majority, 90% of them, 134,000, go to Joe Biden. Aren't you curious at all? Aren't you curious at all, quote, journalists about that? Don't you want to lift the hood on that one at all? That's just one example of many. And Rudy Giuliani, God bless him. The mainstream media attacks Rudy because he's got flaws, like any human being. And so the MO of the mainstream media is if you can't fight back with facts, then attack, attack, attack personally. I've been victimized by it. You can Google my name. Don't click on the articles. Whatever you do, don't click on the articles. Just read the headlines. If you click on the articles, it keeps them up there in the Google search. But you can Google me, and you can see a bunch of crap. A bunch of nonsense. Don't click on them. Click on GrahamLedger.com. Fine. But don't click on the articles. Never should have mentioned it. I trust you. But Rudy's out there laying the foundation for the lawsuits that are now filed in various states to attempt to do what Sidney Powell is attempting to do when she says that Donald Trump won a landslide victory Rudy is in the process of proving attempting to prove the voter fraud you use that term on Twitter and Facebook and they'll put up all kinds of warnings voter fraud oh you can't say that It's unbelievable the America we're living in right now. Unbelievable. That a platform that is built on free speech, built because of the First Amendment, is censoring. And of course, the mainstream media censors by ignoring or attacking the source. And they attack Rudy Giuliani. Pay no attention to the facts. Pay no attention To the affidavits that Rudy Giuliani has. Roll tape. This witness goes on the witness stand and she will say, I was told to adjust the date on the absentee ballots. I witnessed election workers and employees going over to the voting booths with voters in order to watch them vote and coach them for whom to vote. Stop tape. (laughs) That's just a little illegal. So media, are you listening? Are you, are you curious at all? This is a sworn affidavit. You have the person's name. Don't know the person's name, but it's in the affidavit. That person is very brave, by the way. Okay. So media, this is how you do your job. You get a copy of the affidavit and then you go find the woman or man, whoever this person, I think it's a woman. I think that's what Rudy said. And then you knock on their door and you interview them and say, tell me what happened. That's your job, media. Instead... Oh, we'll just, uh, we'll just ignore that. Rudy's cuckoo. U- Rudy's uh, senile. Joe Biden's not senile. Rudy is senile. You have a woman swearing under penalty of perjury. That means going to jail if you're lying. For those of you who don't understand. Penalty of perjury. That she saw ballot workers changing the date on envelopes. election fraud. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to tamper with the envelopes. Frankly, I don't even know why they went to that much trouble. Just open up the envelope. This is the problem with mail-in ballots, right? You open up the envelope, you keep the ballot. There's no name on the ballot. There's only a name on the envelope. Once the envelope is discarded, if it is discarded, then you have no idea from where this vote came. And you can multiply that by millions and millions. What was it, 100 million? By the time people went to the polls, ostensibly, on November 3rd, 100 million of those cases? There's no way you can do an audit. There's no way you can do a recount if you don't preserve those envelopes with the ballot, but you're not supposed to. You see? You see the perfect storm here? And now, the Marxist in in California, dictator governor there, says, "We well, let's just make mail-in ballot permanent." So they want to institutionalize voter fraud in California and look for it and look for it in Pritzker's state and in Cuomo's state and in Murphy's state and Wolf's state. Way to go, Pennsylvania! Way to go! Way to thrust this country into a constitutional nosedive. And in, in Georgia. There was a lawsuit filed by Lynn Wood, uh, and he was the attorney who handled the Covington Catholic case and and was successful in obliterating and attacking CNN for its attack on the young man in Washington, D.C., with the phony reports and and the Washington Post as well. And uh, he filed uh, a 188-page lawsuit to invalidate, effectively, the election results in Georgia, and it was thrown out by a single judge. So a single judge spoke for all of the electorate uh, in Georgia said, oh, there wasn't enough evidence there. And I'm just going to read from one line from one of the affidavits. And it was Chuck Full with affidavits, sworn affidavits from, from witnesses. This is from the lawsuit filed by Linwood, which was thrown out by a judge. I hope he appeals it, by the way. Uh, an attorney sent from Florida to Georgia to be an observer. And the observers, we know, were put in a pen 500 yards away. Or said, hey, you're not needed, repeatedly. Hey, just go away. We have enough observers. Oh, really? Well, who are they, and, and, and what is their political ilk? Hmm? We know what's going on there. We know what's going on there. It doesn't take a rocket scientist... So line 27 of his affidavit. just want to read this one line. While in Henry County, I personally witnessed ballots cast for Donald Trump being placed in the pile for Joseph Biden. I witnessed it happening at table A. Now, is this guy lying? He's swearing under penalty of perjury. He's an attorney practicing law in Florida. If he's correct... And he only saw that one time, that doesn't matter to me. You have grounds for an invalid election. And the audit is BS, again, because they're not checking the system the way the system should be checked. Are they actually looking at the software, for example, of the Dominion balloting machine? No. They're not looking at the software, and they're not looking at what happened at a certain time. They're not checking to see how that software was potentially manipulated. I'd like to know the answer to that. I'd like to know if they kept the envelopes and the ballots together. Because we're seeing reports um, in in these affidavits that there are mail-in ballots so-called mail-in ballots, no envelope anymore, maybe there never was an envelope, that are pristine. That are pristine. they are not been folded. Now, I don't know how you get a pristine ballot if you don't mail it in. Or, you don't even have to mail it in, right? You can drop it off, fine, but you still have to stick it in the envelope. That's the procedure. So these ballots have no folds on them, and... They only have a check mark, a filled in dot for Joe Biden that appears to be done by machinery, not by human hand, because the dot is perfectly filled. That's not evidence. Mainstream media, you have no curiosity regarding that? You have no curiosity at all how the stacks and stacks, tens of thousands of ballots have no creases in them and appear to be machined. You don't care? Here's the problem, media and and radical Democrats. One day, this system that you're covering up for, and I believe that this is part of the greatest media cover-up in United States history. But this system that you're covering up for right now one day will be used against you one day you will rue the day that you covered for the radical democrat party and Joe Biden and Kamala Kamala Homer or Harris one day, one day you will regret this because like all dictators all totalitarian leaders and governments they come back to haunt you they get you in the end And one day you're going to wake up and say, you know what? We blew it. We really, really blew it. As much as we hated Donald Trump and his orange hair and his tweets. By attacking Donald Trump, we were attacking the United States Constitution and our precious franchise, our right to vote. And now it's gone. Now it's obliterated. And you can't stuff the genie back into the bottle. And you have so-called reputable news services like the Associated Press writing a, quote, news story that I have to read to you. It's two sentences, three. And it's under the auspices of, quote, analysis. And the headline is, Trump's bid to spread misinformation and sow doubt. Washington, D.C. President Donald Trump is trying to turn America's free and fair election into a muddled mess of misinformation, specious legal claims, and baseless attacks on the underpinnings of the nation's democracy. I'm not even going to read the rest. That is a so-called reporter writing a so-called news story attacking the president for standing up for us. This is not about Donald Trump, you morons in the press. Don't you get it? This is about us. This is about our democracy, so-called, our republic, our uh, representational government. This is about our constitution. This is about our precious right to vote that many men gave their lives for over the years. This is about holding our republic together because it's being split right now as we speak. This is a second revolution that we're going through. There's one side that knows that Donald Trump was railroaded and there's the other side that railroaded him and are applauding it. Where these two sides end up is probably not going to be pretty in the end. And I know there's some folks out there saying, oh, Trump 2024. That's... Not good enough. That's not the point. The point is, our Constitution is being raped. It is under attack by these forces that, yes, are attempting to steal the elections. Not over yet. And before I get to Rudy again here, I want to reiterate how and why it's not over. Because the Constitution lays out a process. And the votes can be certified by a governor, a secretary of state, whoever, that's meaningless. Because the Constitution gives the power to the state legislatures. So the legislatures in Wisconsin, and in Michigan, and in Pennsylvania, and in Georgia, and in Arizona, you have a job to do. And your job is to say, no, secretary of state, no, governor, not in Arizona, but the other states, Uh, We're not going to certify these results. You can certify away, but the Constitution says we certify. We will not certify these results. If they do not certify the results, then there are not 270 electors for Biden. And on January 6th, then, the House of Representatives, I know some people call this a long shot fantasy, it's in the Constitution, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just following the Constitution. It's this crazy document that was given to us by the framers of this country. And if you follow the Constitution, then if it's thrown in the House of Representatives, it's one state, one vote, and there's a majority Republican states. Now, some people would say if Republican states voted for Trump, then it would be overturning the results of the election would be overturning the will of the people. I don't see it that way. I see it correcting, righting a wrong. Now, there is an in-between ground here and you may not like this one. And that is um, as the process unfolds in the House of Representatives and January 20th rolls around and there is no resolution, guess who becomes acting President of the United States? (laughs) Yep, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, now, I, I'm i not really scared of that. I, I, I'm more um, concerned about the election than I am Nancy Pelosi being president for a day or two or a month or whatever. I don't think she can do any damage. Um, I think she does way more damage in the House of Representatives being Speaker of the House. But the point is, is that we need to know the truth. And if it takes six months... Fine. Nancy Pelosi's president for six months, acting president. Fine. We need to know the truth. Because Rudy Giuliani is right. He's got evidence. It needs to be adjudicated in court. And if court does not work, then these individual legislatures need to step up. Because the mainstream media is not doing its job. Roll tape. i to represent the president. It's your job to read these things and not falsely report that there's no evidence. Do you know, how, you know how many affidavits we have in the Michigan case? 220 affidavits. They're not all public, but eight of them are. Four affiants here, those are people who give affidavits, report an incident that under any of the circumstances would have been on the front page of all your newspapers. Stop tape. Yeah, he's dead on target. He's dead on target. So he's got 200 in Michigan alone. And I'm certain a similar number in Wisconsin and in Pennsylvania and in Georgia and probably in Arizona as well. And I don't care what a single judge says in a single courtroom. I don't care. I care about the Constitution and I care about these state legislatures doing their constitutional duty. And it's very, very important that these Republican-controlled legislatures in these so-called swing states, these states where there is massive evidence of massive voter fraud, coordinated voter fraud. And by the way, Rudy made an important point, and that is, the observers were withheld in these swing states in the same manner, in a little like Penn, in Georgia and in Pennsylvania and in uh, Wisconsin and in Michigan. How is that a coincidence? How is the same pattern repeated where a vote dump happens in the middle of the night a coincidence? It's not. It is coordinated. And yes, we use that unholy word, conspiracy. This is a conspiracy, just like the conspiracy to shut down one-third if I told you a year ago, if your eyes are rolling back in your head always oh, using that conspiracy word again. If I told you a year ago that the United States was going to be effectively shut down, shut down. For the most of the year of 2020, you would have said you're out of your mind, ledger. You're cuckoo. Well, here we are. Compliments of a blue state conspiracy. And a Democrat led conspiracy to wipe out the economic gains that Donald Trump had given to us three years prior. If I had told you that was happening, you would have said you're insane. Well, I'm telling you the vote steal and this election theft is on, and it doesn't happen in a vacuum, and it didn't happen in just one state. It happened in the key swing states. And you expect me to believe that Joe Biden won and got so many million more votes than Barack Obama did? And he lost these key counties, these bellwether counties, 19 of them? He lost 18 of 19 bellwether counties that have predicted a a president every time? You want me to believe that? You want me to believe a guy who campaigned in his library the opposite of what Donald Trump did was able to whip up enough votes to win the presidency but the Democrat Party got slapped down ballot does that make sense to you? does that make sense to you Democrats? Joe Biden wins and Nancy Pelosi loses? no this is a massive massive Media coverup. And Rudy Giuliani's right. The mainstream media is not doing his job, and so we've got to rely on the Constitution. if we rely on the Constitution, then we're relying on these state legislatures. Despite this massive media cover-up, um, I have limited faith. I have limited faith. That these legislatures in Georgia and in Pennsylvania and in Michigan and in Wisconsin, Arizona, will do the right thing, will do the constitutional thing, and not certify the vote. And that leads me to ledger register. I'm going to leave it up here for a while. Um, It's something to ponder if you haven't answered the question already, and that is, is the United States past the point of no return? And I mean that from, of course, a constitutional uh, perspective. On my website, of course, is FixCalifornia.com. It's not .com. It's GrahamLedger.com and Fix California is one of the tabs. Um, this is something I'll be talking about, I guess, after this is all done. Um, after... December 14th, or after January 6th, or after Nancy Pelosi is removed as acting president of the United States. Uh, Also, uh, I will send this out. Don't forget, you can get your uh, sunglasses. as a great stocking stuffer. They come in a nice little hermetically sealed, not-so-hermetically sealed box. Um, And they're pretty cool. They're unisex. So I look pretty good in them, and and, and ladies look uh, really good in them. Um, And so I will send that out when I send out the... um, this latest rendition of the ledger report but i i you know i try and remain an optimist and it's really hard right now given the government response to the wuhan coronavirus and now this attack that we saw coming i mean we saw this one coming as soon as they went to all mail-in ballots we knew we knew the fix was in and so they had a a dual plan Right, They had the mail-in ballots, which they know they can corrupt easily and they can send these in at 6.30 in the morning in Detroit. And miraculously, 90% of them are for Joe Biden. But they also knew they had this software. Why did they stop counting? Hmm? Why in all of these swing states, in the middle of the night, did they stop the counting? Well, a logical person would tell you Donald Trump was winning, and they had to calibrate how many votes they had to come up with so that Joe Biden would win. Sound fantastic? Well, if I told you a year ago that a governor of a state would issue an order limiting your ability to have a Thanksgiving because of a curfew or what have you, you would have said, no way. The framers of the Constitution gave us the right to assemble because they wanted us to be free. So we could get rid of a government we don't like. We could assemble, meet as a party or what have you, ad hoc. And we can formulate a plan to get rid of a rogue, radical government. But within the right to assemble is the right to travel, mobility. This is key to a federalist system. If you don't like Texas, you can move to California if you're a radical. Of course, it's happening in reverse. <laughs> More Californians are moving to Texas. But the point is, we have mobility. And when you issue a curfew... And when you issue limitations on gatherings and the, the amount of people who can gather at one time for Thanksgiving or otherwise, that is an attack on our First Amendment rights, our inherent, implied First Amendment rights. So it's one of the reasons, given that plus this unfortunate election steal, why I say today we know exactly uh, how far the United States is off the constitutional rails. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way to the Archives Library of Congress. Thank you for listening. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, if today you hear his voice, harden not your heart.